You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. And uh, they invented Gorilla Glue, and we kind of like reattached her head a little, and like some the magic helped. Hi, you're listening to The Corgan Show a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. I was so nervous about interviewing our guests today because they are a legend in the non-human world and human world, and because they are technically family. But I think this interview went very well indeed, don't you? It would have been better with original music composed by me, but yes, it did go well. Thank you, Johan. I think it went super awesome, Penny. Pegasus was so rad. I hope Cousin Peg takes sheer advice and checks out getting some money from those My Little Pony people for using their likeness. Pegasus doesn't seem as interested in human money as you are, Forbes. Well, I can forgive them for that, because they're family. But they should still check it out, know what I mean? Pegasus is going to do whatever Pegasus wants to do. Peg gonna peg. That's what makes them so cool. I think our listeners will agree. But first, a word from one of our wonderful sponsors. Even warm-blooded monsters get cold feet. But when their toes or claws or cloven hooves get chilly, they just put on some Sasquatch socks. Sasquatch socks are made for feet of all shapes and sizes. Their high-quality moisture-wicking fibers will keep even the sweatiest monster feet warm and dry. Each pair of Sasquatch socks is made from ethically sourced wool produced by only the finest Cyclops shepherds in the world. And they come in a variety of fun colors and designs to suit the tastes of all kinds of monsters. I have several pairs of Sasquatch socks, and they are the softest socks I have ever worn. I especially love their Greek key design socks. They look so good with my favorite pair of sneakers. Order a pair of Sasquatch socks today and make your feet happy, whether they are big or small or nothing that could actually be described as feet. Order two pairs and get a third pair free when you mention The Gorgon Show. I'm so very excited. I'd like to welcome our guest, who I am very excited to have on the show. Pegasus. The Pegasus. So, so, so happy to have you here. Welcome to The Gorgon Show. Thank you for being here. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. I may have mentioned I'm a little bit excited to have you here. One, because you are, in a way, a distant relation. And two, you are a monster cryptid. How would you describe yourself? Humans have a very interesting way of describing us and categorizing us. They generally say we're all monsters, but... 
Are you, are you a monster? How do you define yourself? I do consider monster kind of a pejorative term. So I, I would appreciate not being referred to that way. Um, I can I consider myself a mythological creature most of the time. I have also heard a few other terms, though, as you say, and, you know, some better than others, but that that is my preferred term. Okay, thank you. So a mythological creature, which we Gorgons have been considered that and also been called monsters and also been called stone cold bitches. We've been called lots of different things. So, so I understand humans are very interesting when they're coming to categorizing things. So a mythological creature, the mythological creature that so many humans actually know about. Many of my guests so far have been creatures that humans have never heard of, that I have never heard of. But Pegasus, I hear humans talking about you all the time. Do you hear what humans say about you? And how do you want to respond to them? Do they get you right? Or are they just completely fucking wrong about everything you're about? Well, it's hard not to hear, I think, the things people say about you. I mean, surely you've experienced that to some extent. You're a Gorgon. Like, people have heard of the Gorgons. Yes. Yes, they have. Yeah. I, my, my mom, my mom is like Medusa, like the Gorgon. So she gets all the time, like she can't go out. I mean, for a lot of reasons, there's the stone thing too, but she, she can't go out. But no, yes, I do, uh, I do hear the things humans say about me and there's a lot of variation like when you're big like I am things get like people have overlapping ideas of you and some of them are right and some of them are wrong and most of them are wrong I would say most of them are wrong I, I think the most important thing that I would like people that, uh, that I would say in response to you know humanity's general ideas of me is that first of all I am not a unicorn that is a separate thing I feel I've seen a lot of pictures and movies and cartoons and stuff that have like horses with wings and a horn and I have not yet met a horse that has wings and a horn I'm not saying it's not out there like I don't know everything you know I I'm fallible too but but as far as I know, that's a fully different thing. And also, number two, it's just me. The Percy Jackson series, I'm sure you hear about all the time. It's, it's oh, yes. one of the... I, yes. I don't look like Uma Thurman at all, but I kind of appreciated that aspect of it. The only like movie series I don't talk about is that fucking Clash of the Titans. But anyway, Percy Jackson, I found some, some good points. But yes, remind our audience of how they portrayed, well... You. Yes. Uh, Percy Jackson has a stable full of pegasi, which is not, they, they just like the kids take the pegasi out of the stable and ride them. And there are like 30 of them. And it's, again, it's just me. I don't know where they got that idea. It's just me. 
There's some horse named fucking Blackjack who's running around and he has wings and I that's I that's not my name and I've never met a horse named Jack Blackjack that has wings and I don't know I don't know where Mr. Riordan got that from. No no fucking clue. I I sometimes wonder if it's just wish fulfillment on the part of humans to have well a bunch of pegasi around that they could call like an uber or a lift it just seems like a fun way to get around but i've tried to wonder you know try to come and understand the human approach to well all of us and i'm still just completely fucking clueless i have no idea what's going on in their heads but i love them and i really want to understand them so do you get all the, all these amazing portrayals and some not so amazing portrayals of you as an individual like in that fucking movie clash of the titans or the idea of pegasi do you get any royalties for any of this no i don't they use my image without even, they forget royalties. I've never even had someone approach me and ask for my permission to put my likeness in a movie. Oh, like that's, no. that's, that's illegal. I'm pretty sure. It's in the human world. That would be very, very frowned upon. Yes. You'd think they'd be more respectful. I'm so very sorry to hear yeah. that. So you mentioned my dear ancestor, Medusa. I, I wanted to ask you, have you seen her lately. I've, I've never actually met her. And, and how is, how is she doing if you have seen her? I mean, you know, your mom. Do you, do you visit yeah, your mom? Yeah, no. She's, she's my mom. You haven't met her? I, um, no, not, not directly. I, I've seen her at the One Gorgon family reunion I went to where, where I also saw you. I, I was raised by a Gorgon couple who really wanted me to blend into human society as well as possible. Which, Ugh. It, you know, it was okay. I made some good friends and a few contributions to the sculpture garden in some of the towns that we lived in, but we don't talk about that. Anyway, it was okay, but that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I want to get in touch with my monster roots, but... I think, you know, I... I... <sighs> I think that's an important step for you, and I think that I do not believe we should be trying to assimilate. I do not think that that helps our cause, and I frankly think that, you know, all of these people who, all of these monsters, or mythological creatures, if you prefer that, like, all of them who have these ideas about blending in with humans, like, that's never going to happen. They're never going to fully accept us. And all that happens if you go to, you know, school and live your whole life amongst humanity is you do stupid shit, like, talk to undesirables, like the horse disturber. <clears throat> Big, I... <sighs> Can't believe you gave him a platform, my own fucking family. But yeah, no, Medusa is, uh, Medusa's my mom. She's doing good. She was, uh, beheaded as, as you know. Fuck that Perseus. Fuck that Perseus, honestly. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess sometimes she's, we've like sat down and had to talk about this because it's like weird to, for the viewers who don't know, I was born when, my mom was beheaded. I'd kind of jumped out of her, her neck. Which, which makes so much sense. So it's like, yeah, obviously. But it's still a weird situation to be in, like, where you 
are born from your mom's death. So, you know, a couple millennia went by and uh, they invented Gorilla Glue and we kind of like reattached her head a little and like some the magic helped. Uh, the Gorilla Glue was just to get everything in place. And she then she was fine. And then I was like, oh, I get to hang out with my mom. And I was like, sorry um, about, you know, being born at your beheading. Like, that's awkward. Uh, but birth, she was birth like, is no, painful. I'm even for humans. Yeah. Birth is very painful. Uh, I get, I mean, like, it's not the same. Like she literally died. I know that happens to humans too sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, we've, we've had some talks about it. She's, she's, I think like, it wasn't pleasant for her being dead, but she's, uh, she says that she's glad, glad that she got a kid out of it. And I, I really appreciate that. And she's doing well. She can't go out much, but you know, she she likes you know, Sudoku. She says she's glad people invented that. Humans humans are amazingly inventive. I I must I must defend some of my human friends uh, a, a little. We we can disagree on on integrating into society, but well, humans gave us gorilla glue, which means you got your mom back. They're not all bad. <sighs> I mean, we would have figured it out without the Gorilla Glue, probably. I don't know what we would have done. It would have been easier if I had hands. No, I was I was so happy to see Medusa out and about again, and I was very impressed. You could barely see any scarring on her neck. Um, however, I I hate to ask this, but I feel like it's my duty to you. Um, my, my, my relative, in a sense. Glue, and the human invention of glue, and, and things like Gorilla Glue, it's, it's really remarkable, but, um, are, are you aware of how it used to be made? Uh, I mean, I guess, I always guessed it was, like, tree sap or something sticky. You, I don't know. You are... Absolutely right. That is exactly how it's made, and you should keep that as a fact in your head forever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, y y you mentioned m my very first guest, who was a, a spirit that I had not known about previously, and, and that was the horse disturber. And it sounded like, I mean, I could be wrong, but it sounded like you might have some problems with Hoplius and and his kind. Uh, did, did I pick up on that? You were very subtle. Not not really. Are, are we are we okay? I was not setting out to be subtle. No, you know, Penny, I don't I don't know if we are like, I guess it. I just I'm I'm a horse almost. You know, why would I? Of course I have a problem with him. He's a horse disturber. That's his whole fucking thing. He is, he is very focused on that, yes. Yeah, and I, like, okay, I'm, as I said, I'm, it's just me. I'm the only Pegasus. Um, and I love my Gorgon family. I love my mom. Um, I love some of my cousins. But, you know, when I, when I want to hate, sometimes I want to sit and be around people who you know are more like me and i know some unicorns but they're kind of they're 
kind of stuck up, honestly. So sometimes I just go and hang around with horses and like I know a lot of horses and I know a lot of horses who have had really bad experiences with horse disturbers, uh, which again, I feel like should be a pretty easy thing to put together. It's in the goddamn name. Um, And I just I don't I feel that he and his ilk get their kicks by causing harm to those those who they have power over. And I'm not okay with that. I, I apologize then that that was hurtful to you. But Thank you. I, I'm very sorry for that. I, I do want to point out, though, to be fair, that Hoplius and his kind are very focused on hurting abusers of horses. And, and yes, there are issues of consent where the horse disturber disturbs the horse, but he was very adamant to point out that he didn't want to harm the horse in any way, but perhaps some of their riders, particularly the ones who are abusive to other humans, for example. Also, he's very, very big on disturbing those cars that humans have invented that drive automatically. I, I think perhaps... We could start a dialogue between you and horses and horse disturbers and perhaps point them in the direction of fucking with those self-driving cars. I I don't know. I I just want everyone to get along. I just... It's it's not... I'm not going to say that it is not a worthy goal to, you know, fuck with the people who are abusing horses. Like, again, I am am a big, I can, horses can't talk, so I consider myself an advocate for them. And I just, I feel though that frightening them and making them feel unsafe in order to harm the people on their backs is kind of, kind of infantilizing them and assuming that they can't make their own decisions with how to deal with those, with how to deal with their abusers. And the car thing I can get behind, like, uh, fuck cars, putting horses out of business. Automation is destroying our society. But I just, I, I think that if, in fact, he is genuine about wanting to help horses, then at the very least, he is doing it in a paternalistic way where he has not talked to any of the horses involved. And I think that that needs to change if we are ever going to reconcile. That, that is an incredibly valid point. In, in fact, I, I think I need to somehow make it happen that I have both of you on as guests at some point in the future, and you can hash it out, and perhaps I can stand in a corner uncomfortably and listen to you, and perhaps have my mind changed, but in the most awkward way for me possible. Okay, so so once again, my, my apologies. I did not think of how that might hurt you. You know, I do, I do appreciate that you show a willingness to learn from this. That's, that's a point, point in your favor, little cousin. And yeah, if I mean, I'll talk with a horse disturber any day. Like, come, come at me, man. Okay, okay. I am both excited about this and absolutely terrified. So let, 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 let's move on, if if you're willing to. Um, I'd like mm-hmm. to know what what is a day in the life of the Pegasus like? What's an average day for you? <sighs> well, I wake up in my stall. We we had a little trouble figuring out like where exactly I fit in on the human to monster scale when I was young because as you can see, you know, I'm I'm sentient, like I talk, I have ideas. 
uh, and things to say, but I am also shaped like a horse. Uh, and so the, you know, there was a question of like, will you live in a house with, with people? And like, do you want to have a bed? Is it like undignified for you to live in, live in a stable? And we, we tried that for a little while. Like, you know, I tried to do the assimilation thing a little bit, but, um, it's really hard to sleep in a bed when you're shaped like a horse. And so eventually, you know, I kind of, uh, I came to the conclusion that, you know, I don't think there's any shame in being horse-like. Um, and so I decided, I made the decision that I would, uh, live in the way best, best suited for me. Um, and that was living in more or less a barn, um, I have a nice stall with some nice wood chips, so I wake up in my wood chips. Um, I have some hay for breakfast, and then I I can, uh, because I am intelligent, set my own schedule more than a horse was. Most of the horses I know, they have like humans that come and let them out of their stalls to, you know, do stuff. And sometimes they do riding lessons and all that. I can just like open my own door with my teeth. Uh, my my horse teeth. And so I, I let myself out. I go run around in a field for a little while. Sometimes I, I fly around, get some exercise. Exercise is very important to me. Uh, and then I go visit my mom sometimes and we chat. We sometimes go out. Uh, I'll let her like ride on my back if she needs to do do some shopping. It's it's hard again because of the Gorgon thing. Oh, uh, I am aware. Yeah, yeah, and the Medusa thing doesn't help either. Like again, she's like the Gorgon, but y- you already probably know how all that all that works. Uh, so I'm not gonna get into it. If she doesn't have a pair of mirrored sunglasses, they are a truly remarkable invention just maybe pass that on to her or maybe I'll be less shy about talking to her someday and I can tell her about those they're really helpful I really think you should talk to her like I think it would it would probably be cool for both of you because she's so much she's she's old um and I'm old too I guess so it's nice for her to you know talk to younger Gorgons and get get a feel for what the world is like now and you probably could learn a lot from her like the and so yeah I think she doesn't have mirrored sunglasses. Maybe that is something that she could benefit from. So I think, yeah, you two should definitely have a conversation. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, and so I hang out with my mom. Sometimes they go visit my the horses. I know this like very cool group of horses at Applewell Farms, and we hang out for a little, and then I go back to the stable and I go to sleep on my wood chips, and it's all it's all nice. That that actually sounds quite delightful. Do you? Yeah ever go out into the human world and it's you were talking about making a world for yourself where you're comfortable in in your body do you have any trouble if you go out into the human world do you have any trouble with accessibility for for example how how do you doorknob doorknobs are hard um i can't really do doorknobs i mean it depends on the doorknob like the handle ones i can just grab the handle with my teeth and push it down but you can't really grip like a round doorknob with your teeth so i i just like i can't do i have to bring my mom along usually and she has to open the doors for me yeah the human i try to avoid the human world which works fine for me like so do the other horses i know and so does so does my mom and but 
it's the thing about being a, a winged horse in the human world is something I some humans do know this. I'm not sure if you know this. Uh, it's really easy for horses to like die. Horses, like, if a horse breaks its leg, it dies. If a horse gets a stomachache, it dies. Like... They are very sensitive creatures, yes. Yeah, and I have that, too. Like, just because I have the wings doesn't mean... If I break a leg, I'm gonna die. So I can't get on a goddamn escalator. Like, the human world is might actually kill me. So I avoid as much of that as possible. I, I can I can understand creature. why. Yet you have yeah. you've you've managed to survive a, a very, very, very long time. You're much, much older than me, and I mean that as a compliment. So so I can't say I blame you for that at all. I, I've noticed the humans don't make the world as accessible for each other as they should be. If humans did make the world, their world, more accessible to you, do you think you would go out in it more? Not necessarily to integrate, but just just to check it out. Maybe go to the mall. I mean, maybe. I... Look, I mean, I don't want to, like, hang out with humans, and they're they're never going to accept me. And honestly, this poor, this this question is a moot point anyway, because I don't think they, I mean, they haven't even figured out how to make the world accessible to, like, humans whose legs don't work. They're not going to get to horses with wings for a while. Not, not their top priority. No, which is sad. But I don't know, like, cell phones do seem cool. I must say, they are. You're not, and you're not wrong about the, like, like the mirrored sunglasses things. Like, there's a lot of stuff that humans have that's pretty cool. And I would probably, like, I would get, I, it'd be, sometimes I think it'd be cool to have, like, a pillow for my wood chips. Not that I don't love the wood chips. Like, I, if that's good enough for a horse, it's good enough for me. But it might, it might, it might be cool to to have a pillow. Well, I I could always send you a pillow if you'd like. Um, I I found that my snakes are very very happy with my pillow choice, which is good because it keeps them from talking incessantly to me. I mean, you don't you don't have to do that. You can if you if you want, but you don't you don't have to do. That well, it'd be it'd be my have. honor, and it would be a way for me to thank you for being on the show, and also maybe a way to apologize for having a horse disturber as a guest and not thinking of my distant relative when I did that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's fine. But yes, I could certainly send you a pillow. They're they're quite neat. Do you have any allergies? Do you do? Are you allergic to geese? I don't think I've ever met a goose, so I'm not like entirely sure, but probably not. Okay, I think any kind of pillow would work for you. Um, but humans have these things called allergies, and they can only have certain types of pillows sometimes. Also, it's good that you've never met a goose because geese are terrifying assholes, and they call us monsters, and I'm like, humans, have you met a goose? <laughs> it is like an active effort not to meet a goose. Like, I I, pl- I stay out of the skies when I know they're migrating. I don't... I've heard about geese, <laughs> and the reviews have not been good. No, they, they are still convinced that they are dinosaurs, and they want to eat your face. There are I mean, a few geese statues around um, my town, and that's simply, that's out of self-defense, everyone, okay? Those geese were asking for it. 
this this has been truly remarkable and and eye-opening for me. And I'm very happy that my snakes have stayed quiet this entire time because I can feel them vibrating. They have so many things they want to say. Thank you, snakes. Remember, I'm considering buying a hatchet. So, Pegasus, what, what's... You know, when you have just constant voices on your head, sometimes violence is the only way to quiet them down. Yeah, no, I'm like rapidly gaining respect for you. I'm not gonna lie. I I really don't know how to process that, but I'll just say thank you. Please let me send you a pillow. What what scares you the most? What is your worst fear? Well, that's a wildly different question than everything you've asked so far. I I like to keep it real. Yeah, clearly. I guess I mostly, I don't want to, like, leave the world a worse place than I found it. Like, there's so much, I'm, I'm, as we've discussed, I'm kind of a celebrity, and I do feel like celebrities have a lot of power nowadays, and, you know, I... I'm on Twitter, I'm on the social media the way that a lot of celebrities are. I before you ask, I use voice to text. And just I've I've seen a lot of I'm not really like afraid of getting canceled. I think that's stupid, but I am afraid of causing harm with with my status. I feel like I have a lot of power um and you know, I try to be an advocate for horses and for mythological creatures, but I'm I'm I worry about about messing up and disappointing my communities. That that's wow. I I did not expect you after this interview to be that vulnerable. I I can't say I understand that pressure, but I do feel like I'm never doing quite enough. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast because I want to inform, but I feel like nowadays that's not enough anymore. We have to do more than just give information. I'm not quite sure what that more is, but I think what I'm trying to say is, I I feel you. I feel you too, little cousin. I get that. Because it's hard. Like, I don't know. Like, you have a position and it's like, you should do something with it. But like, what do you do? How do you, the problems are all so big. I don't really know how to even tackle them. There's just so much pressure on you being the Pegasus. At least I can, in a sense, hide behind other Gorgons. But also, I feel very concerned about, I have a podcast, and I'm a Gorgon. What if people think all Gorgons are like me? I am in no way representative of the beautiful diversity of the Gorgon family. But I don't think that's anything close to the pressure you must feel being the only Pegasus. So I just hope you know that you are enough. You are absolutely beautiful as you are and we should all just do what we can and and be okay with that damn it i think that's i think that's great advice oh oh thank you i hope i did i didn't even know horses could cry i've learned so much today I mean, I'm not there's there's no water coming out horses can't cry i'm just my voice start sounding like this okay okay good to know they thank you yeah for addressing that 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 misconception of mine so um before i introduce my roommate i just have one last question for you and and that is what what advice would you give to your fellow mythological creatures to monsters 
to cryptids, maybe even to humans. You you have a voice now, right now, on, on this podcast. What would you tell them to help them get through their days? I think just always be yourself and don't be afraid to make waves and tell people when they're out of out of line and you know do your best that's what i try and do that's that's spectacular and and thank you for giving me the opportunity to listen and learn that's why i'm you here you know what Gen- genuinely my pleasure this was way more fun than i thought it would be i really thought i was going to yell at you more oh i i i once again, don't quite know how to process that, except that I am very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm less pleased to introduce my roommate, but it is time to look into the future with my oh-so-delightful roommate, Sybil. Hi, hi, Sybil. Hi, Penny. Hi, Pegasus. It is so cool to meet you. I am kind of a big fan. Oh, always nice to meet a fan. I'm sure it is, Uh, especially me, because I am about to do a horoscope for you and for all of our listeners, which is just going to be awesome. Sure, go for it. Okay, here we go. Okay, Sybil, this, this, remember, this, this is, this is a blood relation and, and someone I admire very much. So, so can you maybe be a little less batshit crazy? Well, we'll see. So I took... Your <sighs> advice from last time, and I decided to try just smoking a whole bunch of weed this time instead of some of my more interesting concoctions, so we'll see how it goes. Pegasus! Okay. What sign are you? I am a Capricorn. All right, great. So I will start with Capricorn just for you, and let's see, uh, the visions are coming. All right, so Capricorn, mm-hmm. in your future, I see... It looks like it might be a shopping mall, which is very interesting because I I don't imagine that would be enormously accessible to you. But yeah, no, I don't go to shopping. Yeah, malls. well, it might be a metaphor. They, they, they do have automatic doors that could be helpful. True. Yeah, but it's the escalators that always. I can't go on an escalator. Well, just stay on the first floor. It'd be fine. None of this is going to make any kind of sense anyway, Pegasus. So just play along. This does look like it's this, okay. the first floor because I can kind of see that there is a second floor, but the vision is focused on the first floor. And I see some people shopping. It looks like for clothes. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you're going to end up shopping at some point soon, or maybe this is a metaphorical shopping mall and you're going to be trying something new in your future. I don't know. Part of the issue with these is that this is the future of all Capricorns kind of melded together into a single vision. So it's going to come true in different ways for different Capricorns. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's never wrong is my roommate Sybil, but she's never right either. It's kind of magical. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. It's not really my choice what visions I get. I get them from the gods. I just have to open the way with some kind of mind-altering substance, and then I have to interpret them without any kind of subtitles or anything. So, you know, this is what happens. All right, let's move on to Aquarius. So Aquarius, this one is probably a metaphorical one. I am seeing two robots and they're kind of collapsed, like they've been shut down, and one of them has a cat sitting on its head. What? What? Just... I don't know what that means. I mean, uh, robots, technology, the future, 
progress. Could be that the the future is going to be cut short in some way or something like that. But hey, there is a cat. What's with the cat, though? Yeah, cats do make everything better. So maybe your future... On On that, we agree. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, I've known some pretty... I, a lot of the barns I go to have cats to, like, take care of the mice. They're pretty cool. Oh, awesome. All right. So at least the cat wasn't a robot, and at least the cat wasn't on fire. Okay, Sybil, what's next? All right, Pisces. Pisces, I see... Uh, it's a pool of purple liquid with some different animals swimming through it, and there's... I think that's, like, a bear? It kind of looks like a, a maybe a koala or something. It's got like the little ears, but everything is rainbow colored. So I don't know. This one's a tough one. Take that for what you uh-huh. will, Pisces. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Pisces. Maybe maybe you shouldn't leave your homes this month. Okay. Maybe you're going to do some really good drugs. Okay, Aries. Aries. Oh, yours is a little apocalyptic. So that's going to be interesting. There's a building that looks like it is collapsing, but within the building, like the size of the building, it looks like it's part of the building, is a face that is looking up at the collapse. So this is kind of a, a an idea of some kind of structure in your life that is likely to crumble, would be my guess at interpreting that. But Aries, maybe let me know on Twitter what happens. Or, or maybe not, Aries, and just go on living your life as if everything's fine and normal. Just like every single Aries. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, again, different Aries are going to experience this in different ways. But yeah, in some way. You're telling me every single Aries is going to have like roughly the same thing happen to them. It's going to be different enough because for some Aries, it's probably going to be like a literal building falling on them. And for other Aries, it's going to be more metaphorical and maybe other Aries are actual giants and are going to just you know knock something down and look at it you know it's going to be different for different Aries but something in this vision fucking wild Pegasus I think you're beginning to understand this bullshit that I live with yeah this does seem like bullshit but continue it's fine it's the nature of prophecy usually it only becomes clear once it comes true, which is, you know, a curse for most people. I can see clearly enough about my own life that it's not usually an issue for me. All right, mm, next up is yeah, Taurus. right in front of your face and you just don't notice them. So who's next? Taurus. All right, Taurus, I mm. see you on a seashore and there are ships in this harbor and I see a person standing on the shore. I believe that is meant to be you, Taurus. But there is a storm in the distance, so things look pretty peaceful now, but something is coming. On the other hand, it does look like there is some fire on the docks, so maybe the storm is going to come put that out and might actually help matters. Just just about every horoscope she does, something is on fire. that, that That seems also, though, just like either way. That that's so nonspecific. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yep. Gemini. Gemini. Oh, okay. This one's an interesting one. I see a piano with spiders crawling all over it. Oh. Oh, ew. Yeah, I hate that. That's that's not what you want to happen when you're playing piano. I hate piano. that a lot. Oh, that'd be worse if you were like playing flute or something. Oh no, I'm giving myself Ugh. the heebie-jeebies. I'm okay with snakes. I'm less okay with spiders, even though I know they play a very important role in nature. Shout out to Arachne. We got you, boo. 
but oh goodness, no, I don't want spiders anywhere near me. Thank you. Oh, anyway, that was horrific, Sybil. Thank you. What's next? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Cancer is next. And Cancer, I see, this looks pretty futuristic. So no robots in this one, but just kind of like a very cyberpunk looking building over water. And there is a giant wave, but it doesn't look like it's going to hit the building. So Cancer, this might mean that you're going to narrowly avoid some kind of danger. Did you did you see that sneeze in the future, Sybil? Hmm? I did, actually, yeah. Of course you did, after the fact. Okay. Well, I can't believe nobody said bless you. Well, we... Gesundheit. Um, yeah, we, you know, we believe in old pantheons and stuff. I believe the whole I bless mean, you thing's a Christian it's, thing. It's the thought that counts. So, so, what's next, Sybil? Let's get this over with. All right, next up is Leo. Leo, I am seeing... It looks very wintry, which for April is kind of odd, but maybe, you know, you're in a different hemisphere than me. And actually, I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, so maybe it will be a different time of year. But I see a lot of snow. This also looks like it might be a shoreline. I think there might be some water in the distance. And it's just a lovely little town... That looks very cute and quaint. So maybe you're going to go on a nice vacation or something like that. So that's that's lovely, Leo. That that sounds very nice and a little bit lion in winter. Okay. And 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 who's next? Who is your next victim? Virgo. Virgo. Oh, cool. You are I am seeing like spaceships fighting in this one. So that's got to be a metaphor. I <laughs> mean, as far as I know, we haven't gotten aliens yet. So Although maybe, I don't know. How would I know? So yeah, I'm seeing, it looks like it could be a scene out of any sci-fi movie. It's very cool, but it is over some treetops. So it looks like it might be over Earth or an Earth-like planet. And yeah, I don't know how to interpret that, Virgo. Maybe you're going to get involved in some kind of space war. Okay. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Okay. Yeah. Space wars. Yeah. Okay, Libra. I wonder if I could fly to space. Yeah. Oh, that's a good how, question. Hi, have you ever actually flown, Pegasus, if you don't mind I my asking? I mean, I usually start to get lightheaded at, you know, a couple, like, Mount Everest height, but I don't know. They made spacesuits space for humans, so you could make one for me. Uh, that see, would be really I, cool. I, I, do, I do see a future where, well, humans actually do make accommodations for you. And maybe we can send you up to space with that that um, asshole. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Oh, I would stomp that man with my hooves so hard. <laughs> but what if you stomped him in space? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be cool. I would like that YouTube oh, video. sorry, Sybil. Are you still there? I am, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm right next okay, to you. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I know. Um, so, who's next? That would be Libra. Libra... I am seeing a very like awesome looking punk rock figure skater. This is pretty cool. There's a lot of really interesting colors going on in this one. But I don't, I mean, if you're a figure skater, Libra, then that's awesome. And you're just going to be doing some really cool moves in your future. If you're not a figure skater, maybe you're going to meet one or maybe you're going to try a new sport or something like that. So it's pretty cool though. I like this one. It's pretty. I, I tried ice skating once. I, I wasn't very good at it. Aunt Pegasus, I don't think I even need to ask you if you've ever yeah, tried no. ice skating or roller skating. No, I have not. It Again, if I break my legs, I die. Yeah, I would not recommend it. Um, yeah. And for anyone who has trouble with balance like, like I do, 
I blame the snakes on my head. It wasn't as fun an experience as some humans have made it out to be. It takes some, some getting similar. used to. Are there any more? Oh yeah, yeah, we've got a couple more. Yeah, I did not want to... Oh, great. Yeah, I had no interest in getting used to that bullshit on ice. Okay, keep going, Sybil. Let's, let's wrap it up, please. All right, Scorpio. I see two faces and one is frowning and one is smiling so it's kind of got the tragedy comedy mask vibe going on and the frowning one is above the smiling one so that might end up being the dominant force in your future can't get more specific than that on this one no that sounds gloomy or perhaps you're just going to spend a night at the theater yeah entirely possible okay fine final one yep so next up is sagittarius sagittarius i see you at the base of a mountain this mountain is very pretty. It looks like there are a lot of flowers in bloom, but it does look like there has been a fire on one side of it because there's a patch where the trees are bare and kind of blackened by fire. So, you know, there's there's going to be some some damage in your future, but probably some growth as well would be my interpretation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just lovely. Is that it, Sybil? Finally, please. that would be everybody. Okay, thank, thank, thank you, Sybil. And again, thank you for letting me record in your closet. Of course. And once again, thank you to everyone who has listened. Thank you to my very, very special guest. I am still so very honored to have gotten to talk to my my dear relative. Pegasus, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I, you are always welcome to come back. And well, I'll I'll see about that horse disturber fella. Yeah, and, yeah, and, we'll work, we'll work something out. Okay, and and perhaps I will get brave enough to ask my ancestor Medusa to be on the show someday. Oh, but I don't know if my nerves can take it. Before we go, um I realized that if I don't let one of my snakes ask you this question, then I will not be able to get to sleep tonight. Pegasus, can you take one more question from one of my snakes? Sure, go for it, snakes. Okay, okay, Johan, go go ahead. Oh, I am so excited. Um, I am a very big fan of the song Ride of the Valkyries, even though the composer is a Nazi asshole. But this music is so beautiful, and I just I just needed to ask, have you have you ever been ridden by a Valkyrie? No, I, I, I don't let just anyone ride me. Like I don't let strangers ride me. I think that I think it's there's a weird power dynamic to being ridden. Like I need to really trust that the person uh, on my back isn't gonna get like fucking weird about it. Uh, you know, I let my mom ride me and some of my other relatives because I know that they respect me and view me as an equal, but I've never, I've never met any Valkyries. So I haven't had the chance to like become close to them like that and really like get the, the correct trust going. So no, no, I have not. Sorry to disappoint. Thank you. Thank you, Pegasus, for allowing Johan to ask that question. Johan, are you happy? Oh, thank you so much. I've just always wanted to ask Pegasus that. I am not in any way disappointed. I got to talk about music. I am so happy. Okay, thank you, Johan. Thank you. Shut up now. Thank you again, Pegasus. Thank you so much for coming. And thank you to everyone for listening. Join us next time on The Gorgon Show, where our guest will be someone other than the awesome Pegasus. Bye, everyone. 
The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at, at Gorgon Show or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec L.B., Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., K.S., and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A., and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier, Emily C., Eben R.T., Guy Z., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.